Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. You know, I, I'm, I'm a little feeling kind of awkward going on the air today, coming on the air, because I, I feel like I'm really unprepared. Uh, and I, you know, I, I just, uh, I didn't do my due di- diligence. I didn't. I failed as a talk show host, honestly, and uh, I, I I did not watch any of the Met Gala coverage yesterday, and I frankly didn't even know what was going on until James Trevino texted me about some hairy-ass dude dressed like a woman, uh, and I, I was like on the red carpet, and I'm like, red carpet for what? And then I looked it up, I was like, the Met Gala, oh, is that happening? Oh, holy crap. And I didn't watch any of it. Freak show central. Jumping. Jesus. You know, I just, I, I didn't watch any of it. And it was, a tra- it was pretty trannied up, I uh, understand. Very, very. Because the guy you sent me a picture of was a long, girly hair, girly makeup with a beard and a hairy chest. <laughs> yes. Didn't even shave. I, I just, you know. You know, I, I I said this earlier. I know you, I'm gonna I'm gonna riff with intent here now for for several moments because I have to get this off my hairy ass chest. Okay, did I just say my hairy ass chest? Work that out in your mind. Have fun. Uh, I uh, you know, first off, I, I'm, I'm nobody can define a woman. Nobody's defining women. You can't define a woman, right? We talked about this on Where and Rima. Anybody who dares to Come up with a definition of what a chick is, you know. Oh, they're they're got to cancel their ass. They're transphobic. I said this on Where and Ryman, and I shall say it again. Okay, if you don't know what a woman is, how do you know that you are one trapped inside a hairy ass dude's body? How do you know? Maybe you're a dolphin. Okay, maybe you're a, a Lincoln log. Maybe you're something else. I don't know. How do you know? If you don't know what a woman is, how do you know that you are one? Because all the biological women that I know are really well aware of the fact that they're women. Yeah? Uh, and and so I, the Met Gala, you know, I know I really should be more curious uh, about rich people walking around with 32-foot trails on their freaking $10,000, $20,000, gowns. There's nothing more enjoyable to me than to watch some chick with a 32-foot train on her freaking multi-tens-of-thousand-dollars-whatever gown talking about how awful freaking rich people are. So I missed it. I didn't see it. Apparently, Jared Leto was dressed up like Carl Lagerfeld's cat. Well, that guy's such a poo. You know, and I, 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 you know, I, I, I missed Elaine is still, I, Elaine, I'm so sorry. I missed Jared Leto dressed up like a freaking cat last night. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you know, he, 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 here's the dealio. Our, our celebrity class whether they be uh, songwriters, you know, recording artists, actors in movies and TV shows. Hell, politicians. We have a celebrity politician class as well, okay? They're currently ruining the country. But our celebrity class in this country are some, represents some of the most freaking ridiculous human beings on planet Earth. They're just awful, stupid people, man. And and but they think they're so freaking adorable to the rest of us. They just think, oh my God, we're so freaking adorable. Look at me, I'm Jared Leto, and I'm dressed like Carl Lagerfield's Lagerfield Lager, whatever the hell. I'm dressed like somebody's cat. <laughs> Aren't I cute? <laughs> Aren't I adorable? I'm Jared Leto. Yeah, well, you sucked as the Joker, man. I don't care how much freaking method acting you did. Boy, did you suck as the Joker. People are going to remember Jack Nicholson. They're going to remember Heath Ledger. All right. They'll even remember uh, Cesar Romero. Was that his name? From the original uh, Cesar Romero. They'll remember Michael Keaton is getting another turn at Batman, it seems. 
Okay, Jared. They're they're gonna they're gonna remember every freaking Joker except for you because God, for all your method acting, you royally sucked at it. So I don't. You know what, Jared? Showing up in a very expensive cat costume isn't gonna uh, free you of the burden of carrying on your shoulders the cross that you were, in fact, the worst Joker ever committed to film. Joaquin won a freaking Oscar. So did Heath. Okay. So there's my deep analysis of the Met Gala last night. Just want to make sure I got that, got the important stuff out in at the front of the show. Okay, phone lines are open. If you have any deep analytical thoughts on uh, on the Met Gala from last night, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Oh, hang on, I got to take this call. Yes, yes. Oh, it's Elaine, my executive. Elaine, no, don't put me on Fox Nation. Fox Nation sucks. Fox Nation is a piece of crap. It's a sack of crap. I don't want, I'm working my ass off here, and I don't want to waste it on freaking Fox Nation because nobody's stinking watching it. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I on the air? Uh, 210, that was great. Uh, Tucker got, <laughs> I'm like Greg Gutfeld. I'm kind of Tucker down. Kind of sick of the tuck, to be honest with you. That sounded funny. That almost sounded transphobic. I'm sick of the tuck. Uh, that was another big media story that got uh, a Tucker on camera complaining about Fox Nation. I have not watched Fox Nation. I have not seen anything on Fox Nation because it costs money to be on Fox Nation. And I'm cheap. I'll be honest with you. If, if it's a news source and I have to pay for it, uh, that's a news source I'm not going to get. Okay. I see Ben Shapiro's stuff on Facebook. The impo- the big chunky bits that uh, that Ben Shapiro puts out there make the news, and I see it on Facebook. Facebook is all I do. So no, I'm not a. I also am not a fan of Fox Nation. Okay, but it was kind of funny because you know what? Here's the thing about Tucker, and, and I, I I don't know where you are on Fox News, and I'm going to go to Steve here in a second. I don't know if you're watching it or not. I, I still watch it just for breaking news. And I still like Jesse, and I still like Greg Gutfeld, and I still like Martha. But, man, it just it feels like just one unending awkward moment <laughs> where only Gutfeld is even, and Jesse are even referencing what happened to Tucker Carlson. And here's the dealio. I don't know why they canned him. I, I, maybe it's a Rupert Murdoch thing, and he was saying things that were too critical of Fox. Maybe they're going woke. Maybe they've also been infested by woke people. And they just don't like him, and they want him off the air. I think things tend to uh, end up in that column. All right, yeah, it, it sure as hell wasn't because he was complaining about Fox Nation. Okay, you don't cut a twenty million dude, twenty million dollar dude loose because he's you know starts bitching about Fox Nation on the phone call on set. The thing with Tucker Carlson, uh, and I, Trey and I were talking about this on Where and Rima. Then I'll go to Steve. Okay. I, I am old school broadcaster, which means I believe very passionately if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> One of the things you come up with in, 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 in radio and in media in general is that there's always people that want to fix stuff that ain't broken, and so they start screwing with personalities, they start screwing with uh, formats, and it never goes, it rarely goes well. Tucker Carlson was the anchor of that. Of that of that uh, station, uh, and for what? Why they would cut a guy loose that is the anchor of their entire lineup, that is making them money hand over fist. I mean, how many personal fortunes do you think a guy like Tucker Carlson is responsible for? Uh, he's making your station money. People watch him. He's the most watched watch show in the universe and you just fired his ass <laughs> why ever you did that was a stupid reason okay because i i watch fox but i'm not really invested in in it as much i know a lot of people have tuned out on point here's steve steve how you doing uh, good morning brother how you doing pretty good uh, man what are you all, thinking uh, uh first uh, a shout out to the great gordon lightfoot rest in peace brother yeah um i uh I just have a question. I, I, I haven't heard anybody mention it, and that maybe this is just my ignorance. Has anybody asked these transphobic uh, 
gentlemen, you know, they, they ask him a question, what, what def, uh, defines a woman? To me, the easiest question was, can you have a child? Right. Can you, can you, can you bore a child? I, I haven't heard anybody, you know, mention Well, because that. they can't. You know, yeah, they can't. <laughs> they can't. They can't. And that's the, and that's the easiest question yeah. in the world. Oh, you're just being transphobic. It's like, no. My wife said it to me, dude. My wife said it to me in the car. We were driving around talking about this stuff. And you know my wife. She's pretty brassy. And my wife made no bones about it. She's like, and I can't use all the words she used uh, on the air, but she's like, if you can't squeeze a human being out of your crotch, uh, you uh, don't get to be a woman. If you you don't have a period once a month, you don't get to be a woman. You know, that's just the way it is. And you know what? I'm surprised she didn't tell you. This is my, my, my last point. I'm surprised she didn't tell you. Shut up, boy. <laughs> like Biden. Oh. I thank you. Like Biden did to that black guy yesterday. He's a class act. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Gennaro and John, hang on. We'll come to you next. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSa. Hush up, boy. <laughs> the Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. <laughs> there are you. That's new and exciting. Uh, the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's go to the phones. We were talking about, well, making fun of the Met Gala. Making fun of trannies in general. Here's Gennaro. Gennaro. John. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. I oh, love your show. All right, man. So <laughs> I'm listening to uh, Ware and Rima, man, while I'm getting ready to go to work. Right. And I'm in a hurry, dude. And, I, and, and I'm using the landline right now for reason unbeknownst to the public. Anyway, <laughs> so I get a call, and I think it might be my boss or some friends. I answer the phone, and it's a telemarketer. And he goes, hi, may I speak to the lady of the house? And he goes, uh, he didn't know if I was a female or not, And because uh, I have one of those supple voices. Yeah, anyway, it's really hard to tell you're a dude. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, dude, so I go, well, uh... I'm a man, but I consider myself transgender. You said that to him? So I consider myself a female, so I am the lady of the house. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, and I go, but do me a favor, place me on your do not call list. Right. Did you ever, I gotta go, did you ever find out what he wanted? No, but he's going to have a hell of a conversation with whoever he talks to later in the afternoon, man. Rock on, I Gennaro. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I'm going to start identifying as a black chick. Uh, we're going to talk about this Ryan guy in, of all places, some place on earth called Delaware County. Is it Indiana? I believe. Uh, yeah, Indiana. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Webb, he's, he's running for city council. He's on the council. He's running again. And he's now identifying as a black lesbian. <laughs> I think he got that from me because I actually came out as a black lesbian months ago on this show. It was going to be the Shawnita show. Uh, and, you know, but I got over it. I got better. It's like John Cleese turning into a newt. You know, I, I got better. Uh, 210-599-5555. One more. John, John, how you doing? Well, doing okay. How you doing, Sean? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Sean. I got a question for you on this 1.6 billion that Fox, uh, that Dominion wanted on right. Fox, and of course Fox paid the 787 million. But wasn't Tucker part of the equation on the agreement? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we don't know. Uh, we, you know, something so came out yesterday okay. that was kind of weird. In that, it, what did I pick up on yesterday? It was a story that kind of came and went really, really quickly. That. Somebody, Zelensky was talking to the Murdochs uh, prior, about, about a week or two, I think, before Tucker was fired. President Zelensky of Ukraine. I find that kind of interesting. Uh, but no, we don't know specifically if uh, it was part of the Dominion deal. I don't think it well, was. Well, that may be about oil. That, that part may be about the oil part. Or it may uh, be about Tucker and all the crap he was saying about, you know, the Americans, America supporting Ukraine at the start absolutely. of the war. Absolutely. Uh, all right, yeah. John, I got to run, man. I appreciate the call. 210 599 
We'll take a little break. When we get back, we'll talk about Gordon Lightfoot uh, for a little bit. He passed away. Uh, another one of uh, those folks that you and I grew up with, and uh, we're just at that juncture in life, right, where we're starting to lose folks. So we'll talk about Gordon Lightfoot in that era. I am going to talk about uh, this uh, Ryan Webb guy for a little bit because I think this is fascinating what he, what he's doing. And I don't know. I'll talk about some of the crap later on. 210-599-5555. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Final day of early voting today. (laughs) Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Uh, Final day of early voting today. I think my wife and I are going to go out and uh, do the voting thing. We're in District 6. My wife gets nervous when I talk about where I live. I, I I don't get specific. I live off. I am New Gilbo Road. That's all. I don't go any more specific than that. But you know what? New Gilbo Road, it's Sean's country, man. Or wait, I said that wrong. It's Sean country, man. Okay? I am New Gilbo Road, but I don't get specific about, you know, what neighborhood I live in. Because it makes my wife nervous. But we are on the edge of District 6. You know? And we got three choices. If you're voting for mayor, who are all these people? You got like eight people running against Nuremberg, uh for mayor. Council or District 1 has a whole bunch of people. District 2 has a whole bunch of people. District 6, we got three choices. The incumbent, Melissa Cabello Harvard. I don't know how to say the last name there, James. Harvard. Harvard. So whatever her name is. And we got Arena. Arena Rudolph, who's just a little spitfire, isn't she? <laughs> Arena's a lot, a lot to take in. I like her. You know, I, she's pretty much the I would say the business community conservative in the race, right? You know, and she's a little colorful. Uh, you know, she's got a bit of a character. And then you have Chris Becker. Am I saying that right, Don Morgan? Chris Becker, right, running for District Six. Uh, and he's he's kind of the sort of conservative, sort of libertarian guy. And frankly, I'm still, I, I, we're voting today, and I'm still trying to figure that one out, I'm, 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 which way I'm going to go. It ain't going to be for Melissa Harvard. Hey. Uh, but, you know, it, I, I, I want to tell you a story. This is kind of interesting. Uh, I saw something interesting. I've seen a couple of interesting things in my neighborhood. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I told you about a dude, military vet, who was, just walking up and down New Gilbo with an American with a huge American flag, uh, which I thought was a very was was an interesting thing for him to be doing. Just you know, I want you to want people to see the flag. Remember why we're here. Remember what guys like me sacrifice. Uh, and he got that going on, uh, and, and and then uh, you know, which I find very interesting. But then I had a I'm not going to say where, but I got a neighbor who. You know, as a friend of Chris Becker, and, uh, you know, he'd asked him, would you, you know, go out and talk to people about me? And this this dude, my one of my neighbors, was walking around the neighborhood. If people were outside hanging out, you know, in their garage or doing yard work or whatever, he was walking up to them and talking to them. Now, you know, that could be a good or a bad thing. I mean, you might annoy the hell, the hell out of some people. Uh, but other people are going to sit there and listen, and maybe you're going to start talking about a, a candidate they're not aware of or haven't followed. Might get them to think about something. Uh, you know what? It, that's what it takes. That's re- if you really you don't like leadership in this town or any town, and you want a change in leadership, which in San Antonio we desperately freaking need, whether it's the mayor's office or. Pretty much everybody on the on the uh, city council, except for Clayton. We're glad he's back. Love you, brother. Uh, the the bad guys, and and I'm sorry. At this point, I mean the Democrats. The bad guys, man, they're block walking. They're out there. They're engaging people. Okay, uh, with the Democrats, and we talk about this all the time. All of us, Jack, Trey, me. 
Okay, all ships are sailing in the same direction. The Democrats, they're all using the same talking point points, and baby, they get out there and they knock on doors and they talk to people. Now, most of what they say is bullcrap, but you know what? They're out there doing it. Are we doing that? Do we, does our side of side of things uh, do that sort of thing? Well, we're out there talking to people. So I just want to say uh, good on my neighbor for, you know, being out there and being involved and being engaged. We need more of that. Uh, the early voting numbers thus far are abysmal, even for San Antonio. I don't know. What is it, James? Is it like 9 10%? If not even that, it's like 5%, right? Got one more day of early voting. Uh, and and uh, I, I, I never liked this trip when people would put this trip on me when I was younger and I really wasn't politically engaged. And I'm talking about when I was in my late teens and early 20s. Well, if you don't vote, you can't complain. If you're not participating, you can't complain about leadership. You can't complain about politicians. And when I was a young man, uh, it kind of pissed me off. It hurt my ego. But then again, so did everything else. Got over that. And it's, you know, it's true. (laughs) If you don't like the way things are going in San Antonio, and I live in town. I live within city limits. I live in San Antonio. If you don't like leadership in San Antonio, if you don't like the political direction this town is taking, and yet you do, and I, I know most of you aren't aren't like this. Most of you that are listening are involved and are you know engaged by virtue of the fact that you're listening to me or this kind of radio. But for the vast majority of people in this town, and this is a massive town. This is one of the country's what second largest city in America, right? Uh, to have the voter turnout that we have, what, seventh, seventh largest city in America. Still, it's a big honking city with a lot of people living here. And uh, if the vast majority of the people that live in this city don't vote. Trey's right. You know, the, the bad guys, meaning the Democrats, sorry, but y'all have kind of earned, you've kind of earned that label. Uh, you know, they, they they depend on things like a low voter turnout. How do you explain a guy like Ron Nuremberg getting reelected? Now, I'm not I'm not being a jerk. I mean, I'm just what's he done for this town? What's he done for this city? Except be political, which is exactly what he said he wasn't going to do when he ran for that first term. How does that guy end up in the mayor's office over and over again? Because you know, nine people show up to vote in San Antonio. How do we end up with a majority liberal puke city council? Well, because most people don't turn out and vote for city elections. You get what you don't vote for. So unless you want more crime in San Antonio, unless you want uh, some silly hippie uh, making decisions for law enforcement uh, with this equity officer or justice officer, whatever the hell they'd, they'd call that person and pay them crap loads of money to just be a jerk. Unless you want this city to go down the tubes because this city going down the tubes matters more to you politically than the reality of having to freaking live in this city with that crap going on. By all means, stay home. Or vote, you know, for the bad guys. Vote for Prop A. Your choice, but man, we got to get out there. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Very quickly, here's Patrick. How you doing, Patrick? I'm doing fine. Hey, guess what? I just went and voted right now. Right. A while ago, of course, I didn't vote for Nuremberg, and I didn't vote for Proposition A. Right. Uh, what I want to know, he had like ten people running against him. Uh, I think and it was I'm like eight. That, Altogether, it was like eight people running against Nuremberg. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he doesn't get a majority and there's a runoff, and I'm hoping that these people in San Antonio wake up to his stupidity and his bullshit that he does. Ah, you got to watch what you say there, dude. I know it's a laid-back show, and I don't disagree with what you just said. Right. You just can't say it that way. And now we have to revoke your cell phone privileges. <laughs> 
Right. But I agree. You know, it's it's when when somebody I, I wish I could just let one go like Tucker that night in one of his final shows. Now that we know where he let a guy uh, roll with the BS word there. Right. Well, it's cable. It's cable. We're not on cable. But I agree with you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Got it. <laughs> Let me finish your thoughts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what he said. If you managed to hear it. Yeah. You folks online. Anyway, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. In the morning time makes me think about different things going on in the world. Just what you need to start your day. I listen every morning from the time I get up. I get up early, early in the morning. Get your day going. A little help from your friends. KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean Hyde, 953. It's uh, National Tuna Day. Just so you know, we, it's National Tuna Day, so make sure you're celebrating all things tuna fish. You know, I, I, I come from... Yeah, I grew up on Chesapeake Bay. I mean, we moved around a lot, but I, I grew up basically on Chesapeake Bay. Don Morgan also comes from the great Northeast, and he's, you know, been around a lot of seafood over the course of his lifetime. James, you're a foodie. I know you are. As a, just a, a, a an outright and honest about it, seafood snob. Because I freaking love seafood, okay? I freaking hate tuna fish. Tuna fish salad is an abomination uh, on the seafood. It's a blight on the seafood world. It really is. Not a fan. I hate tuna fish salad. Why is it's that? It's so icky. Is that all It's there is so to... icky. It's so icky and gross. It, it stinks. Okay. Well, it seafood, stinks well, like a bucket does. of dead yeah, fish. Yeah, seafood stinks. But not in a fun way. No, 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 no. You want to smell a lobster, man? I've done plenty you of that. You want to sniff a blue crab? You'll smell some wonderfulness. Okay, but, you uh, Sorry. Tuna fish is disgust, and my my wife, my family unit, they freaking love tuna fish. And yesterday was freaking tuna fish day. My wife, I was getting home. She's stirring up the tuna fish salad. Man, made it right there on the kitchen counter. <laughs> so her and my daughter can have tuna fish. And then when my son wakes up, he has a tuna fish salad for breakfast. Tuna fish salad sandwich for breakfast. What did you have? Not tuna fish salad. No. But you know what they do? For 10 years, I'm going to embarrass them on the air. I'm <laughs> going to say something on my, because I know my wife's listening, and I hope my daughter's listening too. I'm going to say it on the air. For 10 years, I have watched these people make their tuna fish salad for their tuna fish salad sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And icky though it may be to me, I've rolled with it and learned to deal with it. But they dump the tuna fish salad into usually a cereal bowl. Yeah, that's normal. And they put it in the fridge, uncovered. Ah, you just stir it up the next day. It gets a little crusty. It on gets top. brown and gross. <laughs> yeah. a, Why look, don't they cover it, man? They like that. You gotta crunchy cover texture. it. If they covered it, that stinky crap would last longer, and everything else wouldn't smell like stinky ass tuna fish. When they just shove that cereal bowl filled with tuna fish salad into the fridge, uncovered. <laughs> it's one of the first things I noticed about my wife and her kids when they first moved in. I think I even said, like, hey, you want me to cover this tuna fish? Silence. Right. I don't know why. I don't know if they think that they're going to eat it so quickly, mm-hmm. which they usually do. Yeah. Or if they just don't care, man. You know, I mean. I don't know if it's a cultural thing because I don't think I cover mine either. I just what is put it wrong with you? You just put it in a bowl and shove, shove it in, it in the, the fridge? fridge? Yes. Doesn't maybe. it get old and stanky on you? I Yeesh. I, maybe it's cover a, it. a Mexican thing. I don't know. It's, no, you're a communist. That's what it is. It's, it's a communist. It's a commie thing. They don't let you cover your tuna fish in communist China. Is that what I'm it just is? saying, sure. cover that. A little bit of tinfoil, man. Maybe some saran wrap or something. Put a free, I don't care. Put a freaking paper towel over it. Something. Put one of the cats over. I don't care. Just cover <laughs> the damn tuna fish. Oh, God. And I could never say this at home because I'd get nine days of grief if I did. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Mr. John's so fancy. Why, because he's a white man. I guess white people cover their tuna fish sandwich because they're so fancy. Oh, are you going to the Met Gala next year with your covered tuna fish salad? Your saran wrap affects people of color. They don't. Probably. Probably. I didn't know I was being racist. Yeah. By wanting him to cover their damn tuna fish. Holy God. But why don't you invest in some Tupperware for the people? Come on. We got all kinds of Tupperware. I open the cabinet, it all falls out onto the floor. Mm-hmm. We buy Tupperware every time we go to the Dollar Tree, whether we need it or not. For some odd reason, the tuna fish never makes it into the Tupperware. It's always the uh, Fruity Pebbles Bowl. It's always the cereal bowl. <laughs> for all I know, their damn tuna fish tastes like sugar pops. I just, you know, it's just covered. It. Covered. It. Put something on it. Just don't leave it naked yeah. and afraid in the fridge. Get some real-world problems going on at the Rima household. You know, you laugh. But even though I go on the air every day and talk about the great wrongs being committed against people and their individual liberties, it's the mm-hmm. damn tuna fish show they'll remember. Right. They still talk about oh, yeah. the little can of beans show. Yeah. And that was months ago, man. Mm-hmm. I think of it every time I walk by a little cans of beans at H-E-B. I just wanted a little can of beans. Right. And holy crap, could you cover the tuna fish? That's all I'm asking. It's not a lot. Not a lot. Am I being a jerk? Okay. Yes. I love you. Bye. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. God, once again, ABC. Holy crap. Wow. Uh, once again, they did a story on, uh, on this, uh, piece of crap, illegal immigrant, illegal alien, who I think we all pretty much know is already back in freaking Mexico at this point, uh, shot up a family of five, including a nine-year-old boy. Uh, we've been talking about this, uh, and, and one aspect of this story, he, he's, he's here illegally. He's been deported, deported five times. He shouldn't have been here to do anything, let alone get his hands illegally on uh, an illegal gun and illegally kill a bunch of people. Because, you know, we do have laws that say it's illegal to commit a crime with a firearm, right? You knew that, right? Not you guys. I mean, the odd liberal moron that might be monitoring this show, the the odd progressive idiot who's listening to this program. We already got these anti-murder laws and stuff. Point being, the guy was an illegal. Guy was deported five times. He shouldn't have been here. This is a symptom of our non-existent border policy. You want to talk about blood on somebody's hands? Yeah, it's on the Biden administration's hands that this guy was able to do what he did and was in this country. You wouldn't know he was here illegally if you listen to ABC News. The report they just did at the top of the hour focused on, again, the gun, focused on his neighbor saying, well, he was always shooting off his guns, and boy, the cops really dropped the ball on this guy. I just heard it. So did you. The cops. In other words, law. this is a law enforcement failure. And it's also about, as they report it, the assault-style weapon he had. Illegally, might I add. Nowhere in that story did you, like nowhere else, are you hearing that he was illegal. He's here illegally, deported five times. He's a dangerous criminal that just keeps walking back into this country. Because why? Because he can. If you were watching the press secretary yesterday, who was an idiot, uh, you know, she uh, didn't mention, once again, they were talking about this, talking about the ongoing search for this individual, but not once did she mention that he was an illegal immigrant. This is another issue that is directly tied to the people streaming over the border. I undercut the number of folks waiting outside El Paso to get in once this uh, this Trump-era policy gets rolled back. I called it 30K. Trey corrected me. It's 60,000 people who are waiting to just stroll across the border. 
Laurie Lightfoot, who was a schmuck and a puke, was admonishing uh, uh, Greg Abbott for how dare he send how dare he send all these illegals to Chicago. Eric Adams, oh, Greg Abbott is just doing this to hurt black people because when illegals show up in New York City, the the community that's hurt the most are black people. Neither city uh, has anywhere close to the amount of illegals in, in, inside their municipal boundaries or borders that, we, that every border town in Texas sees on a daily, sometimes hourly basis. There's just no comparison. But they're firing off letters, and Lori Lightfoot, you know, Greg Abbott's being horrible and cruel, and uh, Lori Lightfoot, wow, she wants more money from the federal government to handle the problem that, in her own words, really is the responsibility of these border towns. Hey, well, if they cross uh, at your border uh, into Texas, it's sort of your problem. It's your dealio. How dare you send send these people to us? I didn't realize this, but Trey was talking on Warren Rima about how the mayor of El Paso, who is a Democrat, has sent twice as many folks to New York and Chicago as Greg Abbott, as the entire state of Texas. In other words, sit down and shut up. But as far as the guy that shot up the family outside of Houston, uh, again, we can't forget, including a nine-year-old boy, and he shot them execution style. So, in other words, he knew he was going to kill a nine-year-old boy when he pulled the trigger. To listen to these people report on this, so-called do do so-called reporting on this, and yet leave out the a very freaking important fact about the story is just. I know we see the bias every day. I said earlier in the morning that you know seeing the bad reporting and the bias and the propaganda, it's kind of like waking up to the matrix, right? Once you start seeing it. You see it everywhere. You know why? Because it's everywhere. But my God, <laughs> a nine-year-old boy, and, and all these people shot in this house were all, I, I think the oldest was like in his 30s. These are all young people gunned down by an illegal immigrant, five times deported, who was only in this country because the Biden administration opened up the border the day that guy sat down, sat his creepy old ass in the chair behind the resolution desk. There, you, you, can't, you can blame Trump all you want, if that makes you feel better about stuff. But my God, every freaking American, no matter who you are or who you vote for or how you freaking identify should look at all the kids who are losing their lives either because of violence, trafficking, or fentanyl with this border policy, the or lack thereof. Every American, no matter who you are, should be outraged by this. And yet, I guess you Democrats are fine with kids dying. I don't know how else to put it. I'm, I'm sorry, did that upset you? Are you upset that the guy on the radio just said, I guess you Democrats are cool with kids dying. Well, hell, you were cracking jokes about it uh, at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. It was a joke. Kids getting shot in their schools. Uh, you're hacking off body parts of little kids. I said it yesterday. I'm going to keep saying it. I guess you guys really don't give a crap if kids die or get shot. Or maybe they end up committing suicide someday because they had their breasts or their penis removed when they were uh, pre-adolescents, and they can't undo it. Don't hear about those. You don't hear those stories very often either, do you, in the, in the media, in the media machine, about people who were convinced to transition when they were 13 or 14 years of age and get into their late teens, early 20s, and they wake up and realize, oh, holy crap, what did I do? What did they allow me to do? What did they encourage me to do? So unless, if you're a Democrat, and if you are, I'm so sorry. But if you are, and I asked the question yesterday, I'm going to keep asking it. Can you explain to me why your side of things seems to be cool with kids dying? I'm just kind of curious as to why that is. When a kid gets shot, does that help your whole gun agenda? Is that what it is? 
the fentanyl is that an inconvenient truth uh, about your 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 policy regarding dreamers? And as far as Greg Abbott, um, if if you have run your mouth about being a sanctuary city, if you're the mayor of such a city or the mayor of such a state, but let's focus on the cities: Chicago, New York, Washington D.C., all of these cities. Not just one mayor, but multiple mayors. Oh, we're a sanctuary city. We don't hate people. So doesn't it make logical sense that when people uh, are streaming into these little border towns that have nothing compared to the infrastructure or the resources of a New York City or of a Chicago, doesn't it make logical sense to ship them off to sanctuary cities who have claimed in times past that they want them there, that they welcome them with open arms? But somehow Greg Abbott's being cruel. Again, why are you guys just seem why do you seem to be so cool with kids dying one way or the other? I guess if it serves your politics, it's okay, huh? Yeah. Ends justify the means. There's always gonna be some collateral. Unfortunately, with your agenda, it's predominantly children and young people. Well done. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, and you can email. We uh, we put that, put that out yesterday. People like to yell at me on email. It's uh, Sean at KTSA.com. We'll take a little break, then we'll go to the phone. So actually, let's take a quick break. This is Aaron who calls us up every day now with a, with a haiku. He's, he's written. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, man. How you doing this morning? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? I got something on a lighter note. Sure. Not to follow your we story, need it. But... <laughs> okay, this is my haiku. Not too much to ask to keep peace and ambiance. Cover the damn fish. <laughs> yeah, because my ambiance in my home is a bit stanky. Hey, Aaron, there you go. Thank you so much, bro. Right, have a good day. You too, man. Excellent. 210-599-5555. Yeah, we needed to lighten it up there a bit, just a smidge. As soon as he called, I knew it was going to be about tuna fish. That's excellent. A tuna fish haiku. Aaron, you may be the first person in the history of humanity that has written a a haiku about tuna fish. Well done, sir. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Congratulations to Oklahoma for banning trans surgery for kids. They care about kids in Oklahoma. Good on you. And there was much rejoicing. Hey. Well, I'll just put this out there as a ro- as a rolling question. So if you ever want to answer this question, whether it's today or tomorrow, then we'll talk about something stupid. Uh, what exactly has the Biden administration and or Democrats done that's good for kids in recent memory? That's good for them. Can you think of anything? If you can, call me up, 210-599-5555. Love to hear it, because all I see is the opposite. Seems like they like crapping on kids more than anything else. Uh, let's see. Oh, Gordon Lightfoot passed away, and uh, he was, uh, I guess, what was he, 84, James? And I don't think we have uh, specifics on why or what, but he was 84. Uh, and he was from Canada. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a huge fan, but uh, actually Don Morgan had give, given me a CD when I was in the hospital. He sent me a, a Gordon Lightfoot CD. And when I was in the hospital, I, I didn't have a CD player. I'd play CDs off my laptop, and I'd sit there and groove out the stuff. And I just, when you're in the hospital, Gordon Lightfoot is great stuff to listen to. <laughs> It just brings it. There's something calming about his music. Well, I was gonna say it's very relaxing. Yeah, not very. You know, it ain't like death metal. You know what I mean? De- like the last thing you'd want to listen to in the hospital is freaking death metal, right? Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, but Gordon Lightfoot. You know, yeah, baby, bring on the morphine. Yeah, a little splash of the morphine. A little splash of the morphine. Soft rock your ass to some sleep. Uh, some some Jello uh, to slide down my throat. A little Gordon Lightfoot. So. You know, he just... Does it bring back memories? This guy. What a great song. You could read my mind, love. What a tale my thoughts could tell. I've always had a respect for... And there was a lot of these people, and not just men, but like you think of it, like Stevie Nicks and people like that. And You know, you go back to the 60s and 70s era, 
and and whatever you think about the baby boomer generation, I got my I got some issues here and there. Holy crap, they produced some amazing songwriters in that generation. And they were guys like Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot didn't need nothing but a guitar, man. He could just sit there with a guitar and and the the, the you know what else I was when I was thinking about Gordon Lightfoot cuz I knew we were going to be talking about him and talking about that era of songwriter in that they could pack so much into a single line. I I I've always said that as a writer, as a poet, my biggest influences weren't other poets. They were songwriters. Uh and people cuz I I had no musical ability growing up. I I still don't. So wasn't likely I was going to become a songwriter, but that's really originally kind of what I wanted to be. And not having musical ability, I decided to go with poetry and do in poetry what I probably, I guess, envisioned myself doing in a song. And most of my my heroes, as far as writers, were guys like Gordon Lightfoot because, God, they could just, whether it was metaphor or imagery or just saying something freaking brilliant, and I could do it in just a handful of words. Paul Simon was another one who was just an amazing songwriter. So uh, it's sad that we, you and I have reached this fork in the road or this, uh, this signpost along the highway of our lives where a lot of these folks that we grew up with are, are leaving us, but that's, that's the nature of things. The cool thing about guys like Gordon Lightfoot and like anybody else that I admire, whether it's Paul Simon or it's Billy Joe Shaver or what have you, is that when they do leave us, they leave behind uh, just a, a tapestry of, of poetry and music, and so they live forever. So what a great songwriter, just a great songwriter. And plus, Wreck uh, 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 of the Edmund Fitzgerald, Okay, if you're a, a radio guy in the early days when you got carts and you're, you you got to hit everything yourself, right? Every song, you got to push a button. I tell you what, James, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, that was a great number two Z song. You could take a comfortable, you know. Two Z. You could take a nice, relaxing visit, make a nice, relaxing visit to the restroom or smoke a cigarette. Or suck down a joint in the early days during Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Because it was just long enough, man. <laughs> Esteban, how you doing? All right, man. How many people realize that Jimmy Buffett considers Gorn Lightfoot his inspiration? I could and, see that. And Record the Edmund Fitzgerald is a good song, but I love Carefree Highway. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great tune, man. And Carefree the- Highway uh, is a great tune. I don't think I've made a mixtape for a woman in 40 years that didn't have, you know, any number of Gordon Lightfoot songs on there. Truly great poet, truly great musician, and, you know, uh, I'm glad I had his music to grow up to because life would suck without it. And life does kind of suck now because nobody's doing this. <laughs> Nobody. Yep. You know, Anna, I appreciate the call, Esteban. Sorry to slide into old fart territory here, but... The Buffett thing makes sense, son of a sailor. Oh, yeah. That that sounds like it would be a Lightfoot song now that he just said that. I used to admire Jimmy Buffett, or James Buffet, as we used to call him. I used to love Jimmy Buffett, and then I moved to the beach for a while. Mm-hmm. Got a little burnt out on Jimmy Buffett uh, in Ocean City, Maryland. Little burnt out on I heard a little too much Buffett. They play a lot of Buffett at the beach, man. Mm-hmm. A lot but of Buffett. They do. But Gordon Lightfoot, again, thank you for the CD you sent me when I was in the hospital. That, that, that was a great CD. Yeah. And we were just talking about how, you you know, who writes like that anymore? Nobody. Just compact. <laughs> I mean, now they're all writing songs about their, you know, right. woo-hoos. You know, and, uh, he was always <laughs> one of those guys that I would bring up right. in conversations. Because, you know, he it, it's almost like he's not in your face all the time like, yeah. a, like a Neil Young would be or, or a sure. McCartney or any of these guys. And I would always say, well, you know, this is probably one of the best songwriters I've ever heard in my life. And they're like, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald guy? They, they only think of the, yeah. like, the three songs that were hits. Right, and you go back and you listen to, you know, 
like I mentioned, Song for a Winter's Night earlier, mm. and, and you listen to Canadian Railroad Trilogy, right. which he was commissioned to write back when Canada had their centennial back <laughs> in 1966. Oh, wow. The, the CBC came up to him and said, hey, you know, Canada's centennial next year, write a song about the railroad. Wow. He did it. You know I mean? wow. That's just the, the kind of songwriter he was, and it was a job for him. He would sit down at a desk with a yellow legal pad. Oh, wow. And he would write it out. And he would treat it like a dog. Hey, wake it, up it, and I write songs. That's it, what it I do. It would be a piece of finished sheet music, lyrics, notes, everything by the time he was done. I didn't know he was an actor also. Oh, he was. I didn't know that. Harry, I didn't know that. Uh, Harry Tracy, Desperado, 82. He was in it with Bruce Dern. Oh. Yeah. Bruce Dern. Oh, God. That was my Bruce Dern. Why are you making fun of my Bruce Dern imitation for? Most people good. can't do a Bruce Dern imitation. Really I'm one good. of the few people on planet Earth that can do a Bruce Dern imitation. I had to cave your head in, man. All right, sorry. Most people don't, <laughs> most people don't know who Bruce Dern is. Right, so they don't, know if that's a, they don't know if that's a great imitation or not. It could suck for all you know. <laughs> you could try imitate Bozo the Clown. <laughs> Bruce Dern. You know, what? you know what? If I was Bozo the Clown, I'd win an Oscar for it because I'm Bruce Dern. I'm Bruce Dern. All right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I'm sorry, Bruce. You never did as well as I did. Do you think him and Richard mm. Dreyfus fight over their voice because they sound very similar? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's the same guy. No. Have I don't you ever know. seen them together? Have you ever seen Bruce Turn and Richard Dreyfus together? I say it's the same guy. He's not going to know anything about the shark until it bites him on the ass. I don't see a shark, man. Shark? What are you talking about? I'm flying a spaceship full of the Earth's vegetables across the universe in a movie no one's going to see, not even at the drive-in, because I'm stinking Bruce Dern and nobody cares. My daughter is more famous than I am. I hate her guts. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Enough of my Bruce Dern imitation. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, we're back. New Song 550 KTSA FM 1071. Let's talk about some serious stuff just for a minute. And then we'll tell you what happened at the Tchaikovsky uh, concert in L.A. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure you've noticed, and, and certainly uh, th- this is why Prop A is so important here in this town, but I'm sure you've noticed just an uptick, not only in crime, but in violence. Just violence, for violence' sake. We're seeing it all over the trans community. Uh, uh, y- y- you know, if you, you talk ill of, of trans folks, like that swimmer, uh, a young lady who, you know, Leah Thomas uh, uh, started swimming against her and, and, you know, she lost out scholarships and championships. A lot of them have. You say anything uh, bad against uh, the tranny dudes and all of a sudden those dudes want to kick your ass. They'll swarm you and beat you down into the ground. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of this. Uh, you know, I, I, I got a friend who's a very dear friend who's a teacher and I, I wouldn't want to be a teacher right now. We We have... In, uh, let's see, where was this? In Houston, a suburb of Houston. Uh, at something called Westfield High School in Spring, Texas. We don't know why, but the assistant principal, uh, they haven't put her name out there yet. It's a woman. And we, I, we don't know what she, uh, by all accounts, this assistant principal at, uh, this uh, this Westfield High School is a dear woman who's very positive and does a lot for the kids and cares about the kids. Well, she did something to upset them, and about half a dozen kids uh, jumped on her and beat her and stomped her, sending her to the hospital. Uh, she can't speak. I mean, at the time I at this article was published, she couldn't speak. Massive head pain. We haven't. I haven't seen a follow up to this story, but she's she's in the hospital for a while because uh, you know a bunch of ninth graders, I believe, didn't like something she did and 
three or three or four of them just beat her on the ground. And you see this over and over again, don't you? You see it in the streets of our cities. Uh, where was it? Was it Chicago where they took down, took took over control of the entire downtown? And you had a young couple. They were just there looking for a place to eat. Uh, the boyfriend made the mistake. So, the girlfriend got shoved, right? And the boyfriend made the mistake of saying, hey, don't shove my girlfriend. And they got swarmed by about a dozen people who were just stomping them. You know, it's, it, it, half a dozen people, dozen people. Could you imagine? Could you imagine somebody showing up, coming for you, and it's a group of people, and they just want to stomp you and kick you? This couple in Chicago, they're lucky to be alive, man. And at this school uh, in Westfield High School, uh, teachers and administ- teachers, fo- employees of this school, and even parents are coming out anonymously and saying, hey, we, we've had a problem with this school for a long time in that it's a very, very large suburban school school, uh, school uh, that's in a suburb of Houston, very large school, and we only got two uh, armed resource officers. There's no one else. You, you call for help in any part of the school, and nobody shows up. So if the kids decide to beat the crap out of you, more than likely no one's going to come to your rescue anytime soon. I guess it's been an ongoing problem at this school. But as far as these beatdowns, you know, I, I really think we I, I sling around Mary Shelley and the word Frankenstein a lot. Because I think it's very reflective of where we are. We've created a Frankenstein monster with the younger generation, whether it's the crap indoctrination they've been getting in the school systems. Whether it's the weird induction or indoctrination they get in college, not to mention bad parenting, frankly, from my generation, social media and all the bad crap that's getting into their heads uh, via that. And you know what? This generation, man, if you look cross-eyed at them, they're not merely going to get pissed off anymore. They're going to beat you into the ground. Dozen of them are going to swarm you. And they ain't going to stop until you stop moving. This is who they are. You know, I don't know how you undo that. Because <laughs> they, 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 and I'm not saying, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not characterizing every young person of a certain age group to be this. But you look at these trannies that swarm people and stomp them. They're all young dudes. Mostly, largely young dudes. You know, what is it with these, this this particular group of people that if they don't like something you say, their option or the, the option that comes up in their brain, it, you know, because we, we always see the extreme cases of the mass shooter, the spree killer that shows up and he's a nerd or he's a schmuck and he's pissed off about something or he's depressed or people don't like him or what, I don't know, or her for that matter, and they kill a bunch of people. Before you get there, you got the people that'll just beat the crap out of you for no for no reason. And they don't care if you're a woman. They don't care if you're a little kid. Uh, Again, Prop A, (laughs) unless you want to see more of that here in San Antonio, uh, make sure you're voting right. Scary stuff, man. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Always just minutes away from the latest news around town. Stay connected with San Antonio on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Oh, yes. Sorry. I want to make sure I keep hitting the big story. The Met Gala was last night, and Jared Leto showed up dressed like a freaking cat. Because that's what people with lots of money and lots of time do. But, boy, those rich people are evil, aren't they? Uh, 210-599-5555. Now, I I am a fan of classical music. I've always loved classical music my whole life. You know, I like the greats. I like Mozart. I like um, Beethoven is probably my, I'm a huge Beethoven fan. I've read all the books. I love the music. I'm not saying I'm an expert on classical music, right, and that I could go work for a classical music radio station. I don't, I don't know that much. 
And plus, are those guys anemic or what? You ever listen to a guy, the dude's on classical music station? Oh. And now here's uh, another one by Vivaldi. Uh, this piece, of course, was recorded uh, in a basement in Lancashire uh, many, many years ago. And uh, <clears throat> we are told that uh, the conductor at the time, uh, you know, it's it's some, it's some boring-ass radio. I mean, let's face it, but it's classical music. You know, you're not looking for guys like me on classical music, right? And now, once again, here's another piece by Chopin. This is one of my favorite pieces by Chopin. Uh, And I'm going to riff on some arcane information about Chopin that only people like me care about. And people like you, who send us checks to keep this station on the air. You know, I just, you know. But I love love classical music. Uh, I I never had the big O, though. At the L.A. Philharmonic, Don Morgan, you look mystified. You didn't hear this story? It's national news. At the Los Angeles Philharmonic last night, they were doing a Tchaikovsky concert, mm-hmm. Symphony Number no. Five. Right. Okay. And there was a woman uh, somewhere in the theater who was engaged in a certain activity. She was screaming in pleasure. And it got so bad, they stopped the concert for a second. <laughs> you can see the video. It's on video, man. This is a classical music concert. Uh, here's a person on Twitter. Friends who went to the L.A. Philharmonic last night are reporting that in the middle of the show, some lady had a screaming orgasm well, to the point where the whole orchestra stopped playing. Some people really know how to live. <laughs> Hush up, boy. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, okay, I get it. You know, so I, we, I'm not going to confess anything on the air, but, you know, people go to movie theaters, you know, back in the day, right? Right. Getting a little handsy there in the theater. It happens. We've seen people on the mega screen at baseball and football games or way up in there, up there in the rafters, and they never think somebody's going to see them way up there in the rafters, and then they end up on the, the big, you know, honking TV screen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, drive-in movie theaters, you know, who hasn't, okay? But a a Tchaikovsky concert, you got to be real artsy-fartsy that you, when you go to a Tchaikovsky, baby, tonight at the Tchaikovsky concert, okay, when when they get to the last section there, baby, we'll sit way in the back. You know know what I'm saying? (laughs) You bring the smoked oysters. (laughs) You know what I mean? Better get a handel on that. You know, what are they sneaking in, Vouv Clicquot and, like, you know, igloos? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's some high-class, artsy-fartsy sex right. at the theater going on yeah. there, man. All of, all of a sudden, they're selling green M&Ms at the concession stand. <laughs> Did you hear his joke? Don's what? joke? He tried to make a composer joke? Why? What'd he say? You better get a handel on that. Oh. oh, oh. No point for you, Morgan. Well, you don't want to stay home alone in Beethoven. <laughs> that didn't work quite no. right. You know, I was thinking Gershwin Beethoven. somehow, but it didn't. Couldn't get Gershwin in there anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that if you're looking for some act, you and your funny little honey are looking for action at a Tchaikovsky concert. I'm just saying you're probably a little on the artsy fartsy side. Yeah, That's probably. all. You know what I mean? Right. You don't see guys with mullets and their Bic lighters out at a Tchaikovsky concert going, yeah, woo! You know, well, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe. Free bird. Chicks don't tend to flash their breasts at Tchaikovsky concerts. No. Although I did see something similar at a Rick Springfield concert in 1984. That's Rick so Springfield. You, you know, I'd flash in my breasts. Yeah, same here. I'd show that man my breasts. He's sense. 80 years of age and he's so hot. <laughs> and he's a Buddhist. You know all those people are. Boy, right. can they party. Yeah. But a Tchaikovsky concert? Yeah. I wonder if they're reporting this on classical music radio. Last night at a uh, performance of Tchaikovsky's brilliant Symphony Number no. 5 at the Walt Disney Concert Hall uh, was interrupted Friday night when apparently uh, one of the attendees was doing something, shall we say, 
friendly with another human being. It got very loud. It's like, yeah, buddy, it's a sound you'd never heard, is it? I guess you're a nerd working on classical music radio. Let's just say the conductor wasn't the only one waving his baton. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, point on, man. Point on. Yeah, I'll give him one. Thank you. Where's my drum roll? Come on. (laughs) Rim shot for this. Baby, baby, counterpoint. Faster, faster, (laughs) faster. Ah! Coda, coda, coda. Coda, coda. coda. Let's go for the coda. Oh, I love you, baby. (laughs) The safe word is opus. God bless. Baby, I was doing fine, and he put on Mozart's Requiem. I got all bummed out. <laughs> kind of killed the mood. <laughs> Can we play oh, some man. Debussy? Man, that's what really does it for me, man. Debussy, man. All right. Uh, I guess that's the show. Let's go to Sam. <laughs> and now we go to line, our request line. Uh, Sam would like to also hear some Tchaikovsky. In fact, several ladies have called us. Oh. Over the past few moments, requesting Tchaikovsky? No, sir, but um, um, on Beethoven's fifth, um, Meg Ryan was a... Uh, was, uh, da, 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 da! Da, 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 da! Woo! Sorry. Meg Ryan's uh, movie was um, played into that program. <laughs> You remember that movie? Yes. You remember that Trey movie? actually made that joke earlier that, you know, it was Meg Ryan at the concert. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right, uh, that's good. I gotta go. That's gonna do it for us. Tomorrow is Chopin Day. I'm kidding. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Hush up, boy. <laughs>